Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people often get what they ask for, not necessarily what they want. Guys, I hope you're having another great day today. And as always, I hope you enjoy the stories and remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. So my first job was a server at a very popular 24-hour breakfast diner. We had lots of colorful customers. So one morning, I'm serving a woman sitting by herself. I ask her what I can get her, and she says she'd like an omelette. Now, we have a list of pre-built omelettes, or you can build your own. So I ask her how she'd like her omelette. She tells me, just a regular omelette, please. I say to her, okay, so just to be sure, you don't want one of those signature omelettes. What would you like inside of yours? I ask. The woman replies with a huff saying, Nothing. Just a regular omelette. Now I do pause for a second because this order does occur, but not often. Some people are like that. They like their eggs scrambled and cooked and then rolled up. So I say to her, So you'd like an omelette with nothing inside? With that, she says, Yes, a plain omelette. Are you deaf? She snaps. She's now irritated that I've questioned her several times. So I enter the order, a five-egg omelet with no fillings and no toppings. I then bring it out to her and proceed to go do my other tasks. A few minutes after it comes out, she's appalled. She then calls me over and screams, What is this? Is this some kind of stupid joke? I replied, That's your plain omelet. But where's the cheese? Or the ham? Or the onions? She's very irate. I told her, Ma'am, You ordered an omelette with nothing inside, and... Now with that, she interrupts me and gets really cocky and says, An omelette is eggs, rolled up with ham, cheese, and onions. Everything else is extra. You should know this. You work at a breakfast place. Now at this, I look at her deadpan and told her, Uh, actually ma'am, an omelette is French for scrambled eggs that are fried and rolled or folded. Everything else is extra. I'm busy, so I walk off and help other colorful customers. Meanwhile, she flags down a manager to complain who confirms exactly what I told her and points out that in the menu, there is a very specific ham and cheese and onion omelette with a large picture in the middle of the page. Then she tells her that she has to reorder her meal and wait a second time. She did not leave a tip. Oh, silly Karen. I love how she tried to explain what an omelette was and failed miserably. Like, wow, I am almost embarrassed for her. And honestly, she might have been the person to not leave a very good tip anyways, judging by how she was talking to OP. So when I was in high school, I got a part-time job as a hostess at an Italian restaurant with a friend of mine. The restaurant was only open five days a week for dinner. The restaurant was fairly new, but was already filling tables every night because the food was amazing. In addition to my friend and I being the only two hostesses, the busboys were friends, half the waiters were friends, and the dishwasher was a friend. The owner's son was a floor manager, and with the success of the restaurant, had started to implement new changes. Everyone must look presentable and in uniform at all times. No dirty uniforms, even for the busboy. 
Now, he was rather rude to all the employees, and he would hover and take over our jobs right in front of a customer, apologizing for our inability to do our jobs correctly. However, everybody there was fantastic at their jobs. The dishwasher even found creative ways to stay clean and tidy. Now, the straw broke one night when my friend and I were both working the hostess stand on a packed Saturday night. The manager walked up to us and declared that our hair was not compliant with the dress code. Both of us had our hair pulled back in the requisite buns. However, we both had a few stray wisps. You know, those tiny little hairs around your face. The manager then loudly fired both of us, on the spot, in front of the entire restaurant and the front staff. He then said that we were required to continue to work for two weeks and train the replacements. I then asked him, so we're fired? He then says yes, and I told him that firing means that I don't work for you anymore. We walked out, we punched our cards and went to change out of our uniforms. When we got out of the dressing room, there was a line of people waiting to change, including the busboys, half the waitstaff, and the dishwasher. Everybody was so mad about what happened that they quit on the spot. Nobody liked the job anyway. We all went to IHOP to eat, and we were soon joined by the rest of the waitstaff and the line cooks. So all that was left of the entire restaurant staff was the bartender, the owner, and the manager. So I later heard that the owner had just decided to shut down the restaurant because the only reason he started it was to provide his son a legacy from the family business in Italy, and he decided his son could not handle it. Guys, this is exactly what happens when someone comes in and lets the power go to their head. Firing someone in front of the whole restaurant for a few strands of hair is ridiculous, and what's even more ridiculous is after he fired OP and the other worker, he demanded they work two more weeks to train replacements. Like, yeah, good luck buddy, what are you gonna do if I don't? Fire me? Oh wait. Okay, so I'm not entirely sure this story fits here, but I wanted to share it, and this is where I think fits best. So I'm a broke college student. Not like the, I spend all my money on DoorDash and weed, so I don't have enough money to go out with friends kind of broke. But rather, I'm the, I once ate a piece of cheesecake that I found on the side of the road because I was hungry kind of broke. Anyhow, I've managed to find a way to swindle a certain convenience store to unwittingly give me coupons that I could use to get free food every now and then. I had worked there before, so I knew how to take advantage of their coupon system as much as they had taken advantage of me while I worked there. Well... One day, I had gotten $11 in coupons, which I was very excited to use to buy myself some groceries. Now, convenience stores are great, but when it comes to groceries, well, they aren't grocery stores, so options are a bit limited. Of course, for me it's free, so I'm not complaining. So I'm walking up and down the aisles, looking for something slightly nutritious so I can eat some real food and not get that groggy, I've been eating nothing but peanut butter and bread for the last week type of feeling. You know the one. So after grabbing some peanut butter and bread, a stack of pink catches my eye. My heart drops. It's meat. My legs pull me over to the meat stack faster than I can process this miracle, and I'm suddenly face to face with a giant stack of packaged salami. Finally, some good food. I grab myself a package of salami, and it becomes my new best friend. I imagine our life together. The sandwiches, the snacks, and best of all, the satisfaction of having a real meal. I put the peanut butter back, in exchange for some mayonnaise and mustard. Peanut butter had gotten me through some hard times, but sometimes, you gotta just upgrade. I'm sorry, pal. Papa just needs some meat. So I go to the checkout stand with my salami, beaming like a maniac. After getting home, I'm ecstatic about the meat, and I immediately unwrap the salami. Now, as soon as I begin peeling it, I realize my mistake. 
Instantly, the wrath of Genghis Khan charges directly from the meat to my nostrils with a weaponized stench that pulls at my stomach. This is no salami. This is a foul, vile monster. I try to reseal the salami to contain its stench, but it's too powerful. The salami refuses to be contained. Panicked, I scour the house for anything I can find to vanquish this terrible monster that's let loose in my house. I happen across a freezer bag into which I throw the salami. Now, this displeases the salami, and furious, the salami begins planning its revenge. The freezer bag contains the stench for now, so I place it into the fridge to return to the store the next day. My thinking is that the freezer bag is going to subdue the salami until the next day, but I'm a fool, a jester, and a clown. Overnight, the salami rebuilds its arsenal. The night passes, and I'm ready to rid myself of this foul demon. I open the fridge. The most putrid, insulting, horrific smell rips its way out of the fridge, grabbing me by the nose and tearing it clean off. The taste of salt fills my mouth, and I'm unsure if it's from the salami or from the tears streaming down my face. I rush to grab another few freezer bags and contain the salami as best I can. The signature stench of the salami has filled the room. It's not going away on its own, so I open up a window and then head back to the convenience store, with salami in one hand and a receipt in the other. So I arrive and make my way to the cashier. As usual, I look malnourished and have on baggy clothing, marking me as a suspicious customer. I go send the salami back from where it came, but the cashier has suspicions of my return, of course. The cashier says to me, So why exactly are you returning this, sir? Now in my head I'm thinking, Please don't make me open this bag. I told her it smells really bad. I would open the bag, but I don't think that's a good idea. At this, the cashier says, Sir, I can't do the refund if it's in this bag. You need to take it out to return it. Now I'm thinking, you're making a mistake. The salami is preparing to strike. I told her, I put it in a clear bag so you can scan the barcode through the bag. Trust me, you really don't want me to open this. She then says, Sir, I can't do this return without you opening the bag. Either you open the bag or you take it home. I can't refund your money if it's in a bag. Now, I've worked at this chain for three years, and that's never been a policy. I don't know why you would make that up, other than to somehow catch me in some act, but please, just trust me, I'm thinking. I ask her, are you sure? She then tells me, yes, it's policy. Now, again, I'm thinking, no, it isn't, but if you insist, then very well. Don't say I didn't warn you. I barely crack open the freezer bags, and the salami, furious, burst out with a stench so sour that even the Karen in line behind me pulls up her mask over her nose. The cashier then begins coughing as I pull the salami out of the bag. She then apologizes profusely about the foul-smelling meat, and she scans the beast before issuing me a $5.99 store coupon. I take the bag with me, leaving no line of defense between the cashier and the salami. You said you can't accept bags, right? Well, I guess I'll just keep these bags then. She then tries using a store bag to contain the salami, but to no avail, as store bags aren't airtight. You didn't want my bags, so have fun working next to the salami until the line dies down. I then grab two jars of peanut butter and buy them with a coupon, and head back home to have me some peanut butter and bread. Should've just stuck with the old reliable. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So this story happened two decades ago. Some background. My first job was at a fast food chain. I worked hard, impressed the store manager, and got myself promoted. At the time, I was 17 years old, so I was promoted to team leader, with the implication that I would get promoted further when I was older. I was still in high school, so I worked the evening shift, which starts at 4 o'clock and ends at 12. The evening manager was a good guy, who also worked hard, and as a result, he had gotten promoted to a store manager position at a different location. So since they needed a manager, and I wasn't old enough, they hired a new manager, who I'll call Karen. So Karen is hired and she starts to shadow the current night manager, learning the ropes. After two weeks, he departs and she's now set to take over. And this is where the story really starts. Now I normally get in around 30 minutes early. One of my responsibilities is to make a position chart which tells the workers where they're working that night. I need to hand it off to the manager for approval before posting it. So as I arrive, I notice that one of our night shift workers is already there. We'll call her Jen. Jen sitting in the lobby crying and being consoled by the other employee. Now, I always found Jen to be a little bit manic, but she was a nice girl. She had a rough home life, so I didn't hold it against her. So we find out that she had just had a large fight with her mother, which ended with her getting kicked out. So she's effectively homeless. Good reason to be upset. I ask her if she needs the night off, and she says no. She needs the money. I can't disagree, so I head off to get started. For the night shift, the night manager typically runs the drive through register after the day shift leaves. Now, there's a few reasons for this. First, this means that the manager has control of the drawer for the entire night. This eliminates the possibility of employees having short drawers. Secondly, it also puts the manager as the person interacting with the customers. I lived in a college town, so drunken guys drive through all the time, and they just want to chat up a pretty face behind the register. Thirdly, it gives the manager the least amount of responsibilities as far as cleanup. So given what I now know, I make up a position chart and place Karen on the register, and Jen on the fryer where she can get help if she can't focus. I walk into the office to hand off the chart to the night manager, and I was surprised he wasn't there. Now he's normally at least in an hour before the shift to make sure everything's ready. And that's when I remembered, this is going to be Karen's first night alone. So with that I groan inwardly, this is going to be a trial by fire kind of night. The day manager is still there, but there is no sign of Karen. It's now 10 minutes to shift, and even the day manager is wondering what's up. I fill the day manager in about Jen, show her the chart, and ask if it looks good. She agrees, said I'll post it for now, and that Karen can sign it when she gets in. I had just finished posting the position charts when Karen shows up looking frazzled. She heads to the office without a word to anybody. Meanwhile, people start getting in position and getting ready for the shift. A few minutes later, Karen walks up, pulls my position chart, and replaces it with a new one. Again, she walks off without a word. Now, according to the new position chart, Jen is working the drive-thru and Karen's working... nothing. Her name's not even there. 
Karen has another employee working two positions, and the whole shift working effectively one person short. I then head to the office where Karen and the day manager are talking and ask for some clarification. I explain that there must be a mistake, and Karen says, No, that's right. I then told her, But you're not in a position, and this worker's working two positions. Karen says, Well, how am I supposed to be in charge if I'm working in a position? Now with that, Dayshift and I just stare at her blankly, and Dayshift says, You need to be in a position. You are accounted for in the labor calculations. Karen says, Well, I've had six years of management experience, and I've never needed to fill a position to get the job done. Things are going to change around here, and we do things my way now. Now, she had just spent the last two weeks shadowing a manager that walked her through every step of the job. She knows she should be in a position, and why. That shouldn't even be a question. She just wants to spend the shift sitting in the office doing nothing, and everybody knows it. At this point, the day shift manager and I are sharing horrified glances at each other. I tell Karen that she'll need to go get people moved around if that's what she wants, because it's her plan. She gives an exasperated sigh, and then heads away. I turn to day shift and plead with her to call the store manager and let her know what's going on. She agrees. I head back to the line to start working. After a short time later, the day shift pulls me aside and says that the store manager says that it's Karen's shift and she's in charge, that she makes the decisions, and then she leaves for the night. The shift then proceeds to implode in a spectacular fashion. Less than an hour in, the employee working two positions is so far in the weeds that orders are taking three times as long to get out. The drive through's so backed up and the guys stuck at the window are trying to flirt with Jen, who's having none of it and getting more and more annoyed by the minute. As the wait gets longer and longer, the people are becoming more and more irritated as they get to the window and they're taking it out on Jen. Things are starting to get out of hand and Karen is nowhere to be seen. I then go to the office to let her know that we need help and I find her watching a portable TV. I start to tell her what's going on and she cuts me off. She tells me to get back on the line, to do my job, and to stop bothering her. I was about to try to explain when I just thought, you know what, screw that. Cue the malicious compliance. So I turned, walked back to the line, and watched the situation unfold. 30 minutes later, a car at the window is giving Jen an earful about how long she's been waiting. She calls her worthless, and Jen goes off. She takes a large strawberry milkshake next to her and chucks it at the lady, and calls her an ugly C-word. The lady and the inside of her car are covered in pink goo. Everything went so silent that you can hear a pin drop. Then the lady starts to scream. Jen closes the window on her and walks calmly to the back. The lady peels around the front and comes in the front door screaming for a manager. I go and knock on the office door, and Karen appears looking pissed and annoyed. She tries to snap at me, but I tell her she has a customer at the front asking for a manager. Karen rolls her eyes and heads towards the front oblivious to the storm that's waiting. I went and found Jen huddled in the back crying again. I tell her to get herself together and head back to the front when she's ready. So I head out to see the now purple-faced lady is screaming at Karen about dry cleaning, upholstery cleaning, and I want that girl fired. At this point, I can see that Karen has finally realized that things have gotten way out of control. She's trying to calm the lady down, but she's having none of it. Eventually, Jen comes back in line and the lady starts on her again, calling her all kinds of nasty things. Karen just stood there and let the woman berate her, and Jen just kind of deflated in front of us, and watching her crumble like that just broke something in me. I then walk over to Jen and said, Hey, just quit. You're better than this job. You can do better. 
She then looked up at me for a moment and then smiled. She lifted her chin, walked up to Karen and said, I quit, hands her the name tag and walks out. Karen starts apologizing to the lady, who now seems slightly mollified. Then, Karen started to badmouth Jen to her, saying how she's a terrible employee and that we're all happy that she's gone. Now that's when I decided that I was better than that job too. I then looked at Karen and said, the only terrible employee here is you, and then walked out. Two other employees walked out right behind me. Jen told me that that was the first time in her life that anyone's ever stood up for her. The next day, I get a call from the store manager asking for an explanation. Apparently, Karen had struggled the entire night with service, and afterwards, she had been there most of the night trying to clean up and prep for day shift, and she had done a piss-poor job. The story she had given the store manager was that Jen and I planned everything with the intent to set her up because we didn't like her and we wanted to see her fail. Karen had basically blamed the whole incident on Jen and I. The store manager told me that she was investigating to get all sides of the story, so I told her. A few hours later, she called me again and told me that Karen was no longer employed and asked if I would be coming in that night. I asked if Jen was getting her job back and she said no, the whole shake debacle wasn't something she could overlook. I said my answer is no, and she was surprised. She then tried to negotiate with me, and I told her my price was Jen getting her job back. She said she couldn't do that, and that was that. Now, if you're wondering how Jen turned out, we ended up dating, and then I married her. We were very happy, and we have four children. My friends, what a wonderful ending to the story. Unexpectedly wholesome. And that brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today, and thanks so much for popping by. If you guys missed yesterday's episode on the channel, a Karen tries to steal OP's prosthetic arm after being told no. It's such a crazy story, so check it out if you haven't. And myself and Steva will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.